in beautiful New Zealand, in the Kapiti Coast. And uh, today I thought, well, you know, I've been talking to lots of different people and lots of different things, and since I've started doing this radio show, I've realised that there are lots of different people with so many different lifelong conditions, and it got me thinking a lot about how many people actually are disabled. And then there's that word, disabled, and what does it actually mean? And, you know, there's all this, all these things on the internet about you shouldn't call people disabled, you should call them living with impairments or challenges or lifelong conditions or chronic illnesses. And uh, I don't know. So I, I thought I would ask Emma back because, well, she's a good sounding board as far as I'm concerned. And I, I also thought that, you know, as today is my birthday my actual birthday, that we, we can have a chat just about life and catch up and turn it into a radio programme at the same time. Is that all right with you, Emma? Yeah, that's great. Thanks for having me back, Kitty. <laughs> it was fun last time. Well, you know. <laughs> so, so this is a very interesting start, really, because um, we've uh, lots of things have happened to me in the past week. I've overdosed on my meds for the first time, which was not much fun. And I've come in this morning and you're clearly having a great time. Do you want to talk about what's happened to you this morning? Well, as as we've talked about before, we're both on lots of medication. And and um, for me, at the moment, I've, um, I'm having what we, we call in the, in the trade <laughs> an off time, which means I'm, I'm tremoring a bit at the moment and um, finding it, um, my muscles are feeling all stiff and non-responsive and... It kind of makes me feel very anxious as well because I'm kind of like feeling a bit like, oh, will I be okay sort of thing. And, mm. But I, um, I'm actually okay. It's just I've, I'm dealing with a few symptoms and it will resolve as the medication um, takes its effect. Yeah. But, yeah. So for those of you, that, you know, because obviously radio is clearly very visual. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Emma's had really awful tremors this morning. Hey? Yeah. And part of me wants to go, oh, my God, are you OK? And the other part of me is thinking, oh, yeah, that happens to me sometimes and it's really crap. Yeah, I, <laughs> for me, I associate the tremor with anxiety because anxiety seems to make the medication not work as well. Yeah. Um, and then I get these kind of symptoms where I'm sort of shaking like a leaf. Mm. Um, and I guess I was a bit nervous, you know, thinking about coming on the radio and um, and like not even cognitively, but... It just comes out in your in your body sometimes. Yeah, I can relate to that because yeah. I get when I'm nervous or when I'm ang- anxious, mm. um, I, I I do shake a bit more. Yeah, um, and it's it, it's such a strange thing um, because you can't you can't do anything about it. Hey, you yeah. just have to kind of ride it out and wait yeah. for your meds to kick in, and. Um, it reminds yeah. me of a, a situation that I faced years ago because I've, I've had this for a very long time but haven't known I've had it for a long time. But when I was younger and I, I used to work as a policy analyst in a government department 
and um, I had a meeting with the minister. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's quite a big occasion when you're a young analyst going to meet the minister and um, have to talk to your your subject. And my hands started to go like this, trembling. Mm. I'm going, my hands are kind of shaking like a leaf. And I thought to myself, they all, they're all going to think I'm, you know, completely nervous, nervous and and terrible at my job. <laughs> um, and I didn't know why for many, and until later I looked back on that and think, oh, that was part of my symptoms coming out. Yeah, I remember um, I went to, when I was a scout leader, I went to the National Scout Aviation School. And I'm quite scared, naturally, because I'm scared of flying, um, as, as you do. And uh, we were queuing up to go take a flight. And I, I was really nervous and my, my hands started shaking. I hadn't had been diagnosed very long at the time, but um, it, it was starting to show like, you know, I had a bit bad tremor in my left arm. And somebody said to me, oh, what's, what's wrong with you? And I went, oh, uh, I, actually, I've, I've got Parkinson's. Because they, they just thought I was really nervous. They were like, are you scared? I said, no, I've got Parkinson's. I am scared, but, you know, this, this is why I, this is happening. And they just looked at me really funny. And then two days later, I was really tired. You know, when you're exhausted and it comes out as well. Mm. And I'm making sandwiches for, like, 40 kids to go on a on a trip. And they said, oh, your, your arm's looking a bit twitchy again. And I said, yeah, I've got Parkinson's. And they were like, oh, my goodness, you really... D- I thought you were joking. And I was like, wow, how sick do you think I am? I mean, I mean, you know, I've been like, how awful a person do you think I am? I would joke about this. Yeah. And now I, I actually do joke about it, but in a completely different way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is hard to explain to people, and, that, and that's why language becomes so... Um, important and kind of a bit of a minefield to navigate um, in terms of what you were saying about disability. It's like that for um, many of us who feel like being labelled disabled is uh, something that, you know, it's negative and um, something to be avoided. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I've just brought up on here, like, I looked at it this morning before I came, and the... um this is just simply putting the word disabled into a, into a search engine. And it says, adjective, disabled, having a physical or mental condition that limits their movement, sense or activities. And it says relating to a blah, 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 physical or intellectual disability. And you think, hmm, okay. <laughs> and because we have something that limits our movement and sometimes it limits our activities. Uh, are we disabled? I, I, I don't, you know, like... I think, yeah, that it is hard because for um, the longest time we've considered disabled to be about physical, you know, is it something in your body that's um, impairing your ability to navigate the world? Um, I did the same thing as you last night. I, I googled disabled, <laughs> googled the definition of disability, um, and found something on, I think it was, there's a Ministry for Disabilities or a Ministry for Disabled People. I'm not yeah. sure what the title is. Yeah, there is. Um, but it defined disability as being about, not about the person, and it was saying people have impa- might have impairments, um, but being the disability part is about 
the interacting with the world and um and our society and all of the, the structures and infrastructure is yeah, quite people, able focused yeah you don't even like it's, it's not a disability but you know i i was pregnant with twins once and clearly pregnancy is not a disability however i went to go buy some um maternity clothes because you know being pregnant with twins i was quite large and I walked into a shop in the UK and I had my son with me, who was two years old, in a pushchair. And um, I was like, oh, uh, I'm looking for the maternity department. And they went, oh, it's upstairs. And I, <laughs> I just looked at this girl and I said, all uh, oh, right, uh, where's the lift then? You know, and she said, oh, no, there isn't a lift. And I just kind of looked at her because, you know, in, in, in the realms it's of... convenient. Like, yeah, you know, even just visual comedy, you know, you stood there thinking, right, I'm the size of a house. I've got a pushchair with a child. And she said, oh, you can leave him down there if you like. I'll, I'll keep an eye on him. And I was like, this is not a bag of shopping. This is my son. This is my child. Yeah. And I was like, oh, heads up, right? I am not going up that flight of stairs. <laughs> you know, like... And I think that was my first experience of, I remember thinking, wow, you know, it's just crazy. And this happens all the time now. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's it's about the hot people who haven't, you know, got a disability or aren't disabled or haven't got any impairments um, don't necessarily think about these things, you know, like yeah. how hard it is for disabled people with with pro those issues and to get up those stairs. Yeah, and because you don't look disabled, and I yeah. don't look disabled until maybe we try and move. And sometimes when your meds are working, you're totally fine. Yeah. And then maybe they're not. I mean, even going to the theatre, you know, late at night, and we were up some, you know, up upstairs somewhere. I really struggled on the steps, and I had to kind of go really slowly down to where the seats were. And you could see people... and. Maybe they weren't thinking it, I'm just being paranoid, but you're thinking, everybody is looking at me and thinking, why can't that woman just move? You know, why is she having to hold her partner's hand? What's wrong with her? Mm. And, um, yeah. yeah. And I think that whole, are we disabled, are we not disabled, it's fraught because to be disabled in, in the public eye is to be really vulnerable Yeah, and to to need help. And that's for people... Um, that's that's you have to put you you have to face the fear of being out there and but needing help from others, and not being able to quite explain why because you know it's not clear you haven't got. What, well, you don't want to explain why. I mean, yeah. why should you go around saying, "Hey, everybody, I need this because X, Y, Z." Yeah, you know, you'd never go to somebody in a wheelchair and say, "Oh, why do you need a ramp?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be just you know, yeah. But it is something you do feel like you have to explain. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, I mentioned before we started that Saturday night I took my son out to the FIFA women's football, you know, in the, in town, and I'd left my pills behind. The kickoff was at eight o'clock, and I thought that's okay. That's when I need to take my pills that I left behind. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, it'll be okay. I'll just be a little bit, you know, I, I will just be a little bit stiff. But I wasn't just a little bit stiff because I was cold as well. And, um, you know, I, I just couldn't move. Uh, and I was really struggling to move my left leg. 
and it hurt and it, it it doesn't hurt often but it hurt at that time when I was trying to move it and my hips was killing me and I was like oh this is terrible it's 33,000 people trying to get out of the stadium and I'm one of them clutching you know Mike's my partner's arm and my son was holding my other arm and going it's okay mom and I'm like I'm I'm fine and then I started crying and and then you think stop crying you're being so weak and Mike said I'll go get the car and I'll meet you at the steps and I was like no I don't want you to get the car and meet me I'm okay I can do this and there's part of me going I'm I'm fine I'm fine I don't want your help and the other part of me is just take the help mm. because you can't do it but you don't want to admit you can't do it yeah it's it's mentally we we believe that to be wanting to, to need help is to be weak and and you, you know showing your weakness is hard because you know it makes you feel you you know afraid and vulnerable in society and do you not think it also gives you that terror of um does this mean it's getting worse does this mean is this my new normal is this will i be okay and and you fear that you're not going to be okay and there's no you know there's no help coming yeah is that one of the other hard things is that even if you convince yourself in your mind that you you don't you don't you're not called disabled or, or you're not actually disabled um to get any help or to try and get any help or support you have to go through hoops to prove that you've got what your problem what the problems are that you need help with mm. and to prove that you are impaired that you have impairments and so that whole process is very difficult for particularly for people like us who have got neurological problems which are both mental and physical mm. and not always apparent yeah and disappear inexplicably my daughter <laughs> is filling out applications at the moment for university and one of the things I said to her have you pointed out that you live with a parent with Parkinson's and and she said oh and she kind of didn't quite understand the, the implications and I just looked at her and I said we don't talk about a lot of the stuff that this means. We don't talk about the bad stuff. And she's like, oh, what's the bad stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> well, uh, we don't talk about Parkinson's dementia. I said, we don't talk about, you know, degenerative diseases. And I don't let you know when I'm really bad and all the antidepressants they want me to take that I'm putting off, but I fear sometimes are going to come real soon. And and my my kids were like, oh, my goodness, Mum. And I was like, ah, but it's okay, right? We just keep on trucking. We stick our head back in the bucket of sand and we just like... <laughs> yeah, it is hard with kids, but especially we don't want to add to their fears. And... Um... But, you know, they, they're real for you. you. You have to, as a parent, turn up for them and be positive and show them you're positive, that they have a support base that's, you know, firm and and um, they can rely on. But yeah. yet you don't feel it inside yourself all the time. And I, for me, mentally, I have to run a positive script narrative in my head a lot. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. But do you not think that... It doesn't always work, but... No, it really doesn't. But on some level, um, 
it's kind of good for the children to see that you can still prevail even if you are in some way maybe not oh, I don't know you know yeah for sure you can't do every single thing as well as yeah everybody else but you're still giving it a damn good try and yeah and I think I totally agree with that and I think um it's also really important to show that it's okay to make mistakes mm. you know or to be less than perfect yeah it doesn't mean it doesn't you- mean you know that you can do that and carry on, um, and and doesn't mean that there's any any less v- value in you. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah you are that's still what I was trying to. Yeah, because yeah, like, your value doesn't. Well, I mean, I mean, one one of my core beliefs has probably been that value. I had to to show my value. I had to be helpful. I had to show. I had to be able to contribute in some way, and the, the fear that I can't and I won't be able to because I'm not working now. Yeah, but um, you so much more value than just money that you can bring into the house. That's right, and yeah. that's true across a number of, you know, a, a lot of different aspects of life, mm. isn't it? But um, that yet we, we're still kind of, everything's so driven by money there. It is, but I, I mean, you are, you offer so much, so much more by just being there for people and your children and mm. or family members. Um, or even just your community if you don't have kids and stuff like Mm. that Um, and I think that it's I don't know it's such a it's such a weird kind of path Um, and um, like you say I don't want people to look at me and think oh oh let's feel sorry for Kitty and Emma because oh they have this awful thing because I know that you hate that as much as I do (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to be pitied because pity is not doesn't feel nice. But I do, I think I do would love a bit more empathy than yeah. I get. <laughs> Sometimes you want them to go, "Oh, this is terrible," but hey, you're doing really well. Or mm. you know, I know, I know, like in my in my family, they they kind of go, "You get on with it all." And it's like, I have this to deal with and this to deal with and this mm. to deal with, and I have to cook dinner and I have to go to work mm. and I have to go to, and. I, and over all of it, there's this other thing that we don't talk about. That's <laughs> always there. Oh, yeah. And by the way, did you know that I've got a chronic illness? <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. Actually, that's just like part of the course. <laughs> yeah, it's like your, it's your, it's your normal, isn't it? Like, yeah. It, yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't really feel like anyone in my family are giving me much of a discount. <laughs> How's your health? And you oh. <laughs> that one I, I find increasingly um, burdensome. Just <laughs> a question. Say, it's fine, thanks. <laughs> I have started to do that, which in the past I felt was lying, but now I feel like it's just getting through without investing the emotional. Um, energy I would have to invest to answer that question fully to the my my full truth because it's kind of like a different different it's different every day my health and there's many many factors to it and (laughs) yeah I have to admit it was a a bit of a new thing for me when I overdosed on Saturday amusing yeah because I'd I'd also put put my back out you know because just add to my woes and I pulled a muscle in my back so I had to lie in bed on my back really 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 still oh. I'd taken my meds got home an hour later and without thinking 
took two tablets before I went to bed. Mm. Woke up an hour later, my entire body was twitching. <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I could not sleep and I kept waking up mm. and I could not move, stop moving my arms and my legs. Mm. And I was like, well, what is... Oh, oh no, oh, I, I've taken too many tablets. It was like, oh, that'll, that'll be what it is. Rats. <laughs> and we, <laughs> it just kind of shows you how dependent we are on not just the meds but the dosage being right and how that can change. And um, because do we're t taking levodopa, which turns into dopamine in our brains, um and dopamine is, runs so many things. Yeah. And you're not always aware of how much you need and how much you're using. So, mm. um, I thought it was quite important. <laughs> I mean, you've you got to laugh, right? Because otherwise it's just oh, like... Otherwise you'd be sobbing. Yeah. But, you know, we do have fun, though, as well, Emma, don't we? It's not all doom and gloom. Because, on, honestly, you just... I've just started a new venture, which is quite exciting. I'm doing some things at home. And hopefully taking my work in a new direction, then I've realised that actually maybe I, I can go off and do exciting new things despite being a disabled person. I think um, yeah, definitely the access to things is is a, an, an issue. And like for me, um, I can I do do tend to take myself out and sort of scroll away when I'm feeling like I you know worried and can't I'm worried about my future, worried about where things are going. Um, so I think because and because I'm so you know worried about how I might be when I'm in public and and how and if it's difficult to walk, that really gives me a real you know fear. So so that keeps me at home. But never forget that we you can still dance. Yeah, <laughs> because I really think we should get together and do some more dancing. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's funny too because like. Um, I'm, I remember one time I was really struggling to walk up up the hill. It was when um, my youngest was in daycare and I was w w to, trying to get there to pick her up. And um, and I had my stick and I was struggling along with my stick. And then I thought, dang it, I'm just going to run. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I picked that. up the stick and ran and I was like... What, anyone watching this would have been very perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's often easier to do. Yeah, yeah it's really walking, strange I find sometimes. Walking really hard. They go, we're going on a walk. Oh, all right, okay. It's okay. It's all flat. And I just think, oh, <laughs> that's the stuff I can't do. I can do the hilly stuff, the difficult stuff, the beach stuff. Mm. I, you know, the flat, lovely, nice tarmac and path. That's the one I find most difficult because it's supposed to be the most, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's automatic and it's easy and it's supposed to be simple. So therefore, there's nothing for my brain to think about. So it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a strange paradox. But um, life is good on the whole. Yes. Despite having <laughs> Parkinson's and despite being what some people would call disabled, I think we're still we're still nailing it. And I've stopped tremoring now. <laughs> You stop. <laughs> yeah, her meds have kicked in, people. She is all lovely. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. Um, whatever you're doing out there, have a great day. And it's been fantastic to see you again. Thank you so much for coming in. And, um, you're welcome. 
huge thanks to Coast Access Radio, as usual, and NZ On Air. And uh, I will be back in two weeks. And don't forget, you can find back to issues on Coast Access Radio's website and kittyfitson.com. And just because it's my birthday, Happy I thought birthday. we would have a, a song. It's one of my absolute favourites. And this is Republica and Ready to Go.
This program was made with assistance from New Zealand on air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.org.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.